Hello and welcome to the Busby Lane podcast. It's your boy Ugo. Um, just here to preview the game between Manchester United and Watford over the weekend and talk about something that you know I'm really excited about. Um, you know, seeing Eric Bailly and Scott McTominay as well as Axel uh, come back is it's gonna be great. Um, and and I wanted to talk about Eric Bailly especially. Uh, you know, and, and, and kind of talk about, you know, what kind of impact he could potentially have um, on the team, you know, because he is a, a special kind of defender in the sense that he has all the physical attributes to, you know, to play, to, to really match anyone, you know, in terms of physicality, of course, and in his, his quick, his fast, his strong. Um, so he, he can, if, you know, if he makes the right decisions most of the time, he can be, you know, potentially one of the best defenders uh, in the league. Um, but I, I get that people maybe look at him and say that he's too rash at times. And that, that is a fair criticism of, of Eric Bailly. Um, he's rash sometimes. He obviously needs... Um, to, to take it easy sometimes, not to rush into tackles and things like that, because you could potentially um, make it make it very difficult uh, for yourself in the long run, and and you know get either you get injured or you you um, you know you give a give away a rush tackle or something like that. But the truth is that when you look at everybody, he doesn't make that many mistakes he makes some mistakes but his mistakes have, have not been as catastrophic as a lot of other defenders have made not as much as you know victor uh, at the start of the season for instance but but eric you know is labeled <laughs> this chaotic guy and i understand it but um you know he could potentially bring a lot and you know he played in spain he's not poor on the ball i mean he he can you know pass the ball when he's calm or when he's collected, he has good range and he has the ability to drive in with the ball as well. I think um, Eric Bailly does um, complement uh, Maguire as well. He, Maguire, Maguire is great at bringing the ball out of the back and he, Maguire is you know, physically imposing and makes really good decisions and commands the area. That's what Maguire brings to the team. But he doesn't have the same pace that you know that Eric has. If he plays with Eric Bailly, he will be able to cover Eric. Uh, he, Eric will be able to cover Maguire when Maguire steps in to 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 play make because Maguire, believe it or not, is one of our playmakers um, because he he passes the ball forward. He's one of the few people in the team that does pass the ball forward. So he is actually one of our playmakers. So it's important that. He has the cover to go and do that. People will say, oh, he's slow. Yes, he's slow. That is, <laughs> he doesn't have the same pace as an Eric Bayer. But you don't need to be the fastest guy to be a defender. You can also contribute in other ways. You can pass the ball forward, which he does. He's one of the few people in the, in the team that does that. So it's, it's, it's critical that you play him, and but you need to cover him. So it will be interesting to see how Ole plays it. Um, does he rest Shaw over the weekend and um um and maybe try Bayi, um Maguire, Lindelof. Lindelof is also great on the ball with by Bayi being that 
uh, guy who can really do the Dead Sea work and mop up because he has that agility to do it. So it'll be interesting to see because we, I don't understand our, our um, I don't understand the fan base these days. Um, you know, people are crying about why you're playing three at the back. A few seasons ago, Antonio Conte won the league playing three at the back. Teams play three at the back. There are times when Man City plays three at the back. There are times when Arsenal plays three at the back. There are times when, you know, Tottenham does it. It's 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 not, you know, there are, there are no sacrosanct rules when it comes to uh, formation. It's, it's about the application of it because ultimately there are 11 people on the pitch and it's about the application. So playing um, three centre-backs who are comfortable on the ball means that you can advance the ball forward, you can play through, you, you're, you're not playing under pressure all the time. Um, I, I understand that, you know, it might not be uh, people's <laughs> cup of tea or anything like that, but there are reasons why you play these things. We don't have a great team as a whole. We don't have the greatest squad. Uh, so to hide certain weaknesses, you have to get creative and get the best players on the pitch and have to make it work. Get people who can actually play football. And it's not always easy when you have a team like, you know, the Manchester United team, let alone the injuries that has ravaged the team anyway. So uh, it becomes very important that Ole gets creative and that's what he does. And people, people slander him for it. But I don't understand how anyone would slander uh, him for getting uh, to a win against Chelsea. Um, before then, yeah, it was a draw against Wolves. But yeah, a win against Chelsea. Um, going away to Club Bruges. Playing a weekend team that we all know that, you know, when you have Andreas and, um, and, and people like Lingard in the team, the team is not as... Um, balanced as it as it should be because those guys lack certain qualities that, or lack lack the quality to to really improve the team. You're going you're taking a step down when you remove Bruno and Fred. <laughs> when you do that, you're taking you're just taking two critical parts of the the way the team functions. You're taking that away, so. To expect that <laughs> the team is going to still function the same regardless. And people people say, oh, it's against only Bruges. Come on, guys. Bruges, I think, drew at the Benabal. So they're not they're not they're not pushovers. They came down from the Champions League. So, you know, people need to get more respectful about football. People can play football. It's, it, they're, they're, they're topping their league in, in Belgium by 10 points. There are no pushovers. Um, and that's leagues that contains teams like Anderlecht who play half-decent football as well. So um, at the end of the day, I, I feel like the re reaction, the overreaction after the game was over the top. The team, pff, the team could never really play at its full potential. And we all saw it when Fred came in and, and Bruno came in, the game changed. And all of a sudden, those 10 minutes looked completely different. So why must it be that, oh, the tactical it was tactical before that time and 10 minutes after it or the, the remaining 10 minutes was what, what was it so what we need to do um over the the summer and um for now anyways obviously it's great to have scott back because with scott back then you have a little bit of um 
presence in the midfield and you can rotate a bit and you can add more steel to that midfield. So you could have a, you know, a midfield of Scott, Fred and, um, and um, Bruno. And you can, you know, rotate Matic, give him the rest he needs um, so that you can, you know, have a more balanced squad. So, you know, things are looking good. With If Scott is able to come back, it's going to be great for us. He was one of our best players before he got injured. He does bring something to the team. He, he, he may not possess the very silky skills that, you know, <laughs> that some of our more flair players possess. But what he does possess is reliability you can rely on him to do his job every single time and you need players like that in every team uh for you to win you need players that you can rely upon that you can um you know work with so and you know you know what you're getting from scott and from the uh, ending of last season all the way to this season scott mctominay has been one of our most consistent players and he does it on both sides of the pitch you know sometimes he's grabbing goals for us um sometimes you know he's midfielder he has what two goals this season you know draws penalties drives the ball forward he does way much and people want to simplify you know what he does as oh it's too much his passion no there's a brilliance to what he does he 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 keeps he he advances us. He secures that team. When Fred plays with him, Fred looks majestic. Fred has looked majestic in the you know in the past couple of games as well, even without Scott. But Fred looks even way better when he plays with Scott McTominay. So um, we've missed Scott McTominay because sometimes um, Matic can be a little slower because he doesn't have the legs to get around. Um, but but Scott is everywhere. Scott Scott. You know, think about the Leicester game where Scott basically nullified Madison completely. <laughs> so uh, sometimes it, these things get missed. Missed, but but anyways, um, the great news is that over the summer we have the opportunity to bring in a few um, a few people that can help the team. Um, we need to upgrade that bench. Needs to, the, the bench needs to be upgraded. That's what that that's what needs to happen. You need, you know, to bring in some midfielders, some attacking players. While we're thinking about the Sanchos and the Grealishes and stuff, you still need some. You know, I don't know if it's going to be you know piped from the um, the academy. I hope it is. I hope there there is enough coming from the academy for you to say you know there is a pathway for someone to graduate you know next year. But um, yeah, the the, the the we can't play, we can't continue to rely on people like Lingard and Andreas Pereira. It's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that you know it hasn't worked out for them for whatever reason. I don't know what it what it is, but because we saw we've seen them at times you know look decent you know in the past so i don't know what changed and why they've not been able to get it together and a lot of it is not it's just it's almost like you're not even trying because if you do the same thing over and over and over and over again you know what what we're requesting from andreas is it's so simple it, it 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 frustrates me a lot because what we need from him is so simple what we need from him is to get the ball get on the ball and and deliver a pass to someone and move and deliver a pass to someone and make high percentage plays that's all we require from andreas because andreas does have the attributes to be a really good player you know he has the attributes to be a good player he's good on the ball he's 
He's technically gifted. He can whip across. He can he can shoot the ball. He can deliver the ball sometimes, right? I mean, remember beginning of the season, he whipped that ball in. He was the one who whipped the ball in for for Martial's goal. So it's not like this guy is lacking in ability to do these things, which is why I think Ole has persisted with him and has tried to give him the opportunity. You know, he keeps saying it himself in every press conference. He says, you know manager having faith in me you know he keeps saying that and i think he understands that ole has persisted with him mostly out of necessity but also because ole feels like there, there could be something like all he needs to tweak is a mental thing is is that concentration you, that you require to make high percentage plays that's all when you get the ball let your you know aim for the 89 percent accurate uh, pass accuracy or 90 percent pass accuracy you have the ability to do that so why don't you apply yourself basically that's what um Pera's issue is because i don't think he's a he's he lacks the ability he does i mean he's tenacious as well he's he is not a pushover you know in that sense he can press he's he you know when he plays very well think about his um assist i think was it for yeah, he, there was an assist where he pressed, I don't know if it was Brighton or, or who, but he pressed the guy and he was able to get the ball and he whipped the ball in and it was a goal. Okay, oh, yeah, it was Burnley. Yeah, it was Burnley. Yeah, he, and you could see, like, he has the ability to do these things. It's just that he doesn't apply himself enough. And it's unfortunate. Some players have the talent, but um, the application is always lacking. And, and, and that's his case. For Lingard, it's a different case altogether. I think... What makes Lingard great um, is his passion, his his ten tenacity. That that's what made him great when he was, you know, doing well. You know, that ability to press and recover the ball. That is what is expected of him to disrupt play. Um, he's been unable to replicate that for some reason. I, I don't I don't understand what it is like. I don't know if he, he doesn't have the energy. Is he tired or something like that? I don't know what it is because when he plays with that tenacity, he plays well. That's that's how you activate him. He doesn't have the talent like Andreas does, but he needs a lot of energy to, to be great. And at the moment, he's not showing that energy. And, you know, it feels like he's disturbed. It feels like he's a bit detached, you know. Um... I, I, I almost feel sorry for him, like, because, it, you know, obviously he's not having a good time. Our fans are not um, giving him the best of, of time as well. You know, I'm talking about him right now. I, I rather wouldn't, but, you know, that's, that's the situation, right? But I think, obviously, people shouldn't abuse him online and things like that because that doesn't make any sense. But, you know we have to recognize sometimes people go through stuff and it's possible that Jesse is going through stuff that is tough and, and you know, you could see that he is detached and when he was doing well, he entertained us, he gave us some good moments at Wembley and, you know, at the Emirates and things like that. So let's not just always have that tendency to um, berate players or just, you know, desert them when they are, out of form and, and i think Ole recognizes that he is out of form and tries to give him some games here and there to see if he can you know improve if if he, if he can get something and i think he got something at Tramia, you know he got something at astana 
maybe gradually, gradually it can, you know, get to a point where he can, he can, um, pick up. But the truth is that when we play people like that, we, our, our quality drops and it's unfortunate it affects the whole team and we don't have enough people to come in to, to plug these gaps. I, I heard people talk about Gomez, Gomez and, um, and Chong. It's, it's difficult because, you know, I don't, I don't know what the policy is. For me, I feel like, I feel that it is strange that the policy is they have to play before they sign their contract. No, I, I don't think that is the, the way to go. If you have, if they, if they're fit to play, you play them and, and let, and let what would happen, happen. It shouldn't be an ultimatum. I don't, I don't agree with this whole ultimatum thing about, um, you know, you must sign a contract before you play or anything like that. I don't think it's, I don't think it's right. I think every individual has a right, um, to make their own decision and let them make their decision, but that shouldn't affect the professional relationship between, um, the players and, and, and the coach or the, or, or their ability to contribute to the team's success. So I, you know, whether Gomez is playing here this season, um, here next season or not, if he can contribute something to to this season, then he should be given the opportunity to contribute. So you know, so that at least we we have we try something new, and I and I think that's that's something. I mean, Mata is great when he has you know the the agility around him to to protect him, so to speak. Boy, he, he is because his own legs are gone too. He can't track back and do all the things that you need to do. He can't sometimes on the half turn it's very difficult because you know that physicality is not there and things like that. And in the modern game, Mata Mata struggles with the physicality and pace of the Premier League. It's very very physical. You require you don't require just people who are technically gifted but people who are also agile and dynamic and and strong it's very very important if you look at the liverpool team you understand why it's very very important to be strong that is a very strong team in the sense of money Firmino, salah they're not just flair players they're also very physical um you know <laughs> when salah bullied um than James, people felt like, oh, how did how did that happen? Well, have you seen Salah? He's a tank, he's, and he's a very strong guy. So um, it's very important. It's very important that we recognize those things and um, and and work to get players who are who are of those that kind of build. And and I think Mata doesn't fall into that. Mata is technically gifted. He is one of the best, but um, maybe. Places like Spain would be great for him and things like that. But if he wants to stay around and help the team um, in that second slash third choice role, then that that, that works. But um, I think that the team needs some blood. And, and I think Angel Gomez can play that role. I think it's time for to start giving him the opportunity to play that role, um, whether he stays or he goes. There's no need just except he's not good enough i mean 
that's the only thing other thing is he good enough i don't know if he is good enough i mean we've seen flashes of brilliance but since he's come into the team has he scored a goal or made an assist or you know really you know put himself out there i don't know i can't say for sure i mean mason has been able to do it brandon has been able to do it so you know and Brandon just signed his contract not too long ago, so you know he was playing as well. So is 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 Angel Gomez good enough? I don't know. And is is Chong good enough? Okay, Chong has had mixed moments when he comes comes on. You know, loses the ball frequently. You know, missed very easy chances, things like that against Astana because that Astana game would be would have been a stroll if he converted that the chances he had in that game. So. You know who knows who knows what their level is and you know i don't know but i i don't agree with the ultimatum and things like that anyways um looking forward to the game um on sunday against watford <laughs> it's going to be an interesting game i'll, I'll love to see um i want to see Odion gallo and marcel in that to strike up was um role I, because i believe that martial needs someone like audion Gallo to roll off of you know because martial you know if if audion is able to play in and around defenses with martial it would be a very very um it would be very beneficial to us because we <clears throat> for the most part what what teams do with martial is that they put a lot of um pressure on him People say he loses the ball. Well, he doesn't lose the ball. A lot of pressure is on him, and that's why he loses the ball more often. Martial is a gifted player. He's not a careless player. He's a player that plays with the ball with purpose, and everything he does is very high percentage. If you look at his stats, he's a high percentage guy. His conversion rate, everything is high percentage with the guy. So it's ridiculous to think that he is just wasteful in trying to hold up play. That is not the case. The thing is that he's the only focal point because people like Dan James would run off him. They can't play in around him. They can't play one-two passes. The reason why Rashford walks with Martial is because they can play in around themselves. When they are two on, when they are two on two with on you, or two on three on you, or even two on one on you, you 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 know they can really get around you and do some crazy stuff around you. And you need to look at the goals that Rashford scored. Those really you know crazy goals that they've scored together, and look at how they play around each other and why it, it, it's very e efficient and people would say oh the, the injuries don't matter it is all about tactics blah 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 you need to also look at the the dynamics of the game to understand exactly what is going on um because if you know so if audion can do that you know he doesn't have to be as quick as rashford because i sometimes i think rashford even drifts and starts you know, maybe over dribbling when he gets the ball. But if Odion can be efficient with the ball in and around Martial, we'll, we'll, we'll really be able to get um, something out of Watford because Watford is also a very um, strong team. We have struggled against them. We lost them this season. Um, but we need that we need that win on, on Sunday. It's really important that we get that win because someone between Tottenham or Chelsea are gonna drop points and we need to we need to take those points. We need to take those points. So um hopefully we're able to get it. I think the three at the back I'm not worried about. We need to be we need to be defensively secure because 
we don't have the quality to dominate the ball in a way that Man City does or in a way that even Arsenal and all these teams that we look at, the quality is the quality. Whether your name is Manchester United or it is whatever it is, your quality is the quality. And until we build our team into that, we have to be secure at the back. So call it defensive, call it whatever you want to call it, call it negative tactics or whatever. The most important thing at this point is that we need to get into the top four. We need to you know, progress through Europa. We need to get a trophy if we can in through the FA Cup. We just need to continue moving forward and that is what we need. And everyone needs to pull in the same direction to support the club. Because for the first time, we can see that something that has to do with trying to improve is happening. I don't know if we would have signed Bruno Fernandes in the past regime or in the past administration. I don't know if we would have done it. I don't know. I don't know if, if Jose would have wanted him, you know, instead of Matic or instead of Lukaku. I don't know if, if that is the way Jose thinks. I don't know. So um, we, we need to be... Um, uh, we need to be patient and we need to um, move forward. And, and I think, you know, we're just three points off top four. Let's focus on that and bury the negativity for now, at least till the end of the season, right? And see, let's see where we are, but let's get behind the team. Let's support our team. I know that it's difficult because of, of how, diffi- uh, how low we have sunk, but at the same time, it's still Manchester United. We still support a team. We support those 11 players that pull on the shirt when they're playing and we are behind them. And, and that's what we should be right now. And Ole is working with two of his hands tied behind his back. And he's still able to get three wins on the bounce against Lampard, against Chelsea. Something we have not managed before. Like, you guys have to look at the... Uh, the like the positives like what we need to do is tighten up you know certain areas of the of the of, of our our first team and we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll be fun to watch you know because again people say oh tactics and the, this team has not even had the opportunity to gel because injuries have has not allowed him to play a consistent style or a consistent team so he's had they've, they've had to be agile in their approach to getting around this very very difficult season short-handed as they are as well so got i mean there was a failure on the part of the board to bring in players that is well documented and i, I keep on keep on saying it where is the director of football i hear henrique i'm now hearing um the names fans want to hear <laughs> Ragnick or what uh, was his name, you know, and uh, or Ranek or whatever. Um, so I don't know, but but yeah, we need we need to get our transfer business, uh, summer business done, especially the easy ones that the easy improvements on our bench that we can do as well to keep our team solid. You know, when you go from um, in, in in at Liverpool, when you go from Henderson to Oxlade or something like that. You know, you have Oxlade as, a, as an option. You know, you have Lalana as an option. And these are decent players. These are players who, you know, can play with the ball. So really important that we improve the team over the summer and, and you know, and try to, to, to progress forward. Well, thank you for listening to the Busby Lane podcast and um, really appreciate it. Subscribe. Have a